Hello and welcome back to Second Take Movies, the podcast where we give movies a second look, a second chance, a second take, if you will. I'm your host, Preston Jenkinson, and with me on this episode is a man who, for the first two years of college, I only knew as Larry P., never knew anything else, is Larry Parks. <laughs> What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm glad to be here, man. Good. Today, you know. we're talking about the uh, 2001 movie, Pootie Tang, who I thought was original when I wrote this entrance right now i thought was going to be a lot of chris rock but it's just now (laughs) it's definitely it's definitely one of one of one of my my favorite movies that a lot of people really hate yeah i even i think even chris rock somebody mentioned pootie tang in an interview one time he was like oh you're the one person that saw it (laughs) yeah exactly exactly man like pootie tang is ridiculously funny yeah, and it's like I say, it's funny just because it's like super ridiculous, right? You know, like you speak about like Chris Rock, and you want to see a lot of Chris Rock, and you realize like Chris Rock played different characters, and he didn't even do like a Eddie Murphy type right. deal with Eddie Murphy or like put on makeup or stuff. Hey, just him. It's basically a JB Smooth movie, basically. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but I like to start out with a positive and a negative review of each movie. So, for the first one is from the U- New York Daily News. Pretty thin feature film subject, but the silliness is so contagious that it doesn't matter. The bad one is from Variety. It says, has the distinction of being the most amateur features ever released by a major studio. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I can believe that. I can see that. You know, I'm sitting there watching. It starts out with with Bob Costas, of all people, interviewing these people. And after that, it like it they 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 throw it into a clip, which is basically the movie Pootie Tang. That's a, that's the hilarious part about it, man. By the yeah. end of the movie, like you forget that like this was supposed to be a movie clip. Yeah, <laughs> and the the very first thing that caught my eye the the first well I don't know what order it is in the credits, but it's written and directed by Louis C.K. of all people. Yeah, that's 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 major. I guess that man, it's a it's a it's a pretty entertaining and interesting film like when people tell me like i'm crazy for like liking this movie like when i tell people like pootie tank is like one of the greatest movies Uh or like one of my favorite movies like i understand why when people say like yeah you're crazy you know it's not like i'm saying something like but like if i say like pulp fiction is like one of my one of my favorite movies and then somebody tells me no you're crazy that movie sucks and that like i look at you like you're crazy like if you tell me pootie tank sucks i understand yeah (laughs) even is like and honestly it's not a, a great movie (laughs) <laughs> but it is what it is the first movie on this podcast that I had a good time watching. Yeah. Like I was laughing. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> and that is that is I think I think that's why I enjoy that movie so much. My 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 genre of movies that I like to watch. I love watching like action movies, yeah. um like sci-fi. I like watching um I like watching uh you know suspense and all that stuff thrillers. So for me to enjoy uh, a comedy like it's it's really got to be something like very comical and i think pootie tang like definitely it 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 gives you everything that you need in a comedy like we're not looking for it to make sense oh no we're not we're not looking for like for this this deep 
plot twist or some deep storyline. Like Pootie Tay gives you nothing but comedy. Like you're like this. This is ridiculous and it's funny. You basically get that from the title, Pootie Tang. Like right, right. <laughs> right. It's like you create. This guy creates his own own language. Like Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang is even funnier if you watch it with subtitles. Like this is like I've watched this movie like millions of times. It's the first time I watched the movie with subtitles. Yeah, and I was like. Like I know what he's saying, but to like read the actual, read it while he's saying, it, I was like, "This yeah. is this is ridiculous." That like somebody sat down and, and wrote a script on this. Yeah, like coming up later, I have notes of my favorite Pootie Tang sayings, like throughout the movie. <laughs> um, so basically, the movie starts out. It's an interview with Bob Costas, and they throw and basically Pootie Tang is set up as this neighborhood hero. I would say that's right. He's a, he's an action star. He's a he's a role model. He's a whatever you need him to a be. A philanthropist. Yeah. Somehow. And then it starts out with this drug deal between this character Dirty D and another guy. Dirty D and uh and um That's my favorite joke in the movie is Dirty Bitty. Dirty D is literally dirty. Dirty dirty okay <laughs> so in dirt. Outside of Pootie Tay, Dirty D is one of my <laughs> favorite characters and like if I if like yeah. me and my me and my best friend like we we watch Pootie Tang like all the time, um and whatnot. So um every time we talk about Pootie Tang, one of my favorite scenes is when they smuggle dirt in jail to Dirty D. That's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. He's like, you got the you stuff. They're rubbing it on. <laughs> they make me take oh. showers every day. <laughs> every day, every day they make me take a shower. That is my favorite <laughs> part of the movie. Like when Dirty D does that, Dirty D's my favorite character because he he stays true to the role of like just being right. dirty. Yeah, and it's dirty. Play, played by Reg E. Kathy. Pretty good actor, right? Yeah, blew my mind. He right. <laughs> basically, to I guess give people a, an idea, he was Luke. He played Luke Cage's daddy in season one. Yeah. Which I was I I, I kept wondering like where have I heard that name? Where, you know how did how do you get people to sign? How do you get him to sign off on this? I believe he played on the uh, he he played on the the wire after this as yeah, well. He was on the know? wire. He was he was in a not so a very not good Fantastic Four movie. After that, it, it goes into the explanation of Pootie Tang. He was it starts out with him as a little kid, and basically grown women are accept, uh, obsessed with this six year old. Right, you know, this is this is before uh before Me Too and before you know yeah, the, this, the world got super sensitive. You this know? was way before that because <laughs> David Cross is very lucky no one's brought up this movie. If this movie came out today, they will be like child pornography, everything. Yeah, this movie is literally twenty years old. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then it, you know, Pootie Tang grows up, and it introduces it, Chris Rock plays his dad, and basically, the to sum up the the end of this whole thing is his dad basically tells him his, on his deathbed that the belt will give him power. Like there's a belt with a belt buckle of like a I don't even know what it is. It's like flames or something. Yeah, you know, I never really paid attention to what it is. I just know it's purple and yeah, it's and black and, and, red and it's Pootie Tang's secret power. Yeah, and. uh so J.B. Smoove starts introducing the J.B. Smoove is narrating this entire movie. Yes. And my, one of my favorite bits in the movie is when Pootie Tang's about to get on the bus to go to the and country. he's repeated everything. And he's repeating his narration. He's like, I was feeling bad. Pootie Tang, I'm feeling bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I want to say, so So there are people that make this movie like just, like I said, like you, you, take, the, you take the movie. Uh-huh. You 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 they they presented the movie and they said, listen, man, it's a comedy. Have fun. 
let's just have fun. Let's make it fun. Let's not try to force anything. Let's just make it fun. JB Smooth does an excellent job of like, you know, yeah. keeping keeping that ridiculous aspect of the movie going yeah. um, with his narrations. Because some of the narrations, like I love when he comes back and says, y'all ain't remember her. But I'm gonna tell you who this is. And it's like we just we just like were introduced like ten minutes ago. Like JB, yeah. we did we didn't forget who she was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't forget who she was at all. And Chris Rock plays multiple roles throughout this whole movie. So I right. guess this whole thing was like I guess his idea and he just yeah. got a bunch of his writing writing buddies together. Exactly, exactly. Him. My my favorite member of Pootie Tang's crew is the third guy that always gets on Chris repeats Rock's everything. nerve. He repeats everything. Like Chris Rock will have this eloquent thing about how hot it is outside, and the third guy's like, "And it's hot too." Yeah, and you know what's hot too? <laughs> it's hot. And at the at the funny the funny part, you just waiting for like yeah. when I first watched the movie, uh, you just waiting for Chris Rock to like melt. Yeah. And then, like, finally at the end, like, he just loses it. Like, dude, like, <laughs> you saying the same thing I'm saying. Stop repeating me. <laughs> uh, so after we're introduced to Pootie Tang and his crew, we, there's this corporation that sells cigarettes, burgers, and all this stuff. And basically, they want Pootie Tang to become, like, they, they figured out that Pootie Tang is, like, convincing these kids not to buy all their products and stay in school and, you know, just not drink and don't smoke cigarettes and stuff. And so... Right. Their goal is to get Pootie Tang to be the spokesman of all their bad products. To increase their sales. Yeah, and we, we get to Pootie Tang, like Dave Attell plays the 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 underling guy. Mm-hmm. And every conversation Pootie Tang has makes no sense from him, basically. Not at all. Some of my favorite sayings are, Wada Tai. Wada Tai. Which is his go-to. Netata. Netata. I you heard go. that. And I don't know how to spell these. I spelled these as best I could. Okay. Sadate. Sadate. That's S-A-D-A-T-A-Y. Sadate. Well, I've spelled that right then. There you go. Canapan in the Simba Town. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, man. No, you can't. Well, somebody did. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the guy that played Pootie Tag is just like a guy that writes for Chris Rock. Yeah. Because I, I, I looked up his credits, and he just has a bunch of stuff. Like, he wrote for the Wanda Sykes and yeah. Chris Rock and a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I think after watching Pootie Tang so many times, like, I, I eventually started looking up, like, the actor of Pootie Tang. I was like, mm-hmm. what else has he been? And he really, at Pootie Tang, is, Pootie Tang is in it. And that's, like, that's what they put him in. <laughs> yeah, the next note I have, Chris Rock just got a bunch of his friends and one guy to say some nonsense. And that's, they, they that's made it. a movie out of this. And it's a pretty basic, you know, plot. Uh, so of course, Pootie Tang doesn't agree to this, and so they, um, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was in like Legally Blonde, and yeah, 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 I forget her name too. Um, She's in a new uh show on HBO Max called The White Lotus that's been pretty funny so far. I mean, she's if if you if you if you see her, um, yeah, you'll know I'm her. trying to, you'll know her. I'm trying to, I'm uh, I'm looking her up right now. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, yeah, Jennifer Coolidge, okay. Jennifer Coolidge is um is the actress, and like I said, if you if you see her, there, there's you know. something that you've seen her in yeah. at this point in in Hollywood where you we've watched. So, but yeah, she is basically she is Pootie Tang's weakness, yeah, which is a promiscuous woman. Yeah, and JB Smooth is the one that eventually she corners him at this party they all go to, which is put on by Wanda Sykes' character Biggie Shorty. Biggie Shorty. Biggie Shorty, who is obsessed with Pootie Tang. 
Yes. All she wants to do is get with Pootie Tang. That is her goal through this entire movie. <laughs> Pootie Tang, Pootie Tang resists all of the women because yeah. all the women are attracted to Pootie Tang for some apparent reason. Pootie Tang's been attracting like press, like you said, press sits since he was a young young kid since he was six years old, <laughs> and um. And for some reason, you know, Wanda just wants a piece of him. But right. his dad never told him that his number one weakness don't would be you, against promiscuous women. Don't let women get between you and the belt. That's that's those those were his his dad's dying words. Which 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 let, let me go back because I have a few favorite parts of this movie that like right. yeah that are like ridiculously funny. And the reason why I find them so hilarious is because they're so ridiculous. Like I said, one is Dirty D getting that this uh, getting the dirt in jail. The second favorite part is when this gorilla attacks Chris Rock. That's probably yes. That is probably one of my sec. That's my second favorite part in this movie because it's like his dad, his, it's dad said, his dad says yeah. They was like yeah. So his dad uh, suffered a fatal injury at work. And I'm looking like, so you watch him while he at work, you're like, what's going to happen? And gorilla just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) Man dressed in a terrible gorilla outfit, you know, it's not even a believable gorilla. (laughs) Like you can tell (laughs) this is a man (laughs) in a gorilla suit and he's just, (laughs) and a gorilla walls up behind Chris Brown. I mean, Chris Rock and just, Body slams him in. and then and then when he's on his deathbed, he says, "Son, you know there's things that you got, uh, you about to be in the world on your own, and there's things you gotta gotta be worried about out there, and you know it's drugs, women, gorillas, <laughs> <laughs> like out of everything in Chicago that you can be afraid of, gorillas is is in the top right. the top three things that you need to be worried about because they will attack you at work." <laughs> And so he gets hand, yeah. And after that, he gets handed the power of the belt, mm-hmm. um, and that's w- what uh, JB Smoove ends up telling big white woman, and she gets him in the bed. But also, uh, <laughs> at, when Pootie Tang is leaving this party, there's a, a guy that like a, 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 <laughs> like a drug some, addict that tries yeah, to rob him, right? And tries to stab him, and then he and then he ends up like trying to shoot Pootie. Well, Pootie Tang ends up like. What does he do? I can't even. Well, Pootie Tang, Pootie Tang whipped him. Pootie Tang whipped him, and then the he knocked yeah. he knocked him out with the belt. And then after he knocked him out, so he's walking back to his car, and the guy pulls out a gun. Yeah. And JB Smooth's like, Pootie Tang, watch out! So Pootie Tang pushes him out the way, and then deflects all of the bullets with his belt. And one of the bullets oh. ends up hitting the man, yeah. and the, bu- the bullet hits the belt buckle and goes into the guy, and <laughs> Pootie Tang brings him back to life. Cause why not? <laughs> what a time! I forgot what he said, man. He bring, bring it, bring it back and better die. Bring it back and better die. <laughs> and then the dude come back. The dude come back to life and put it there like, oh, okay, my brother. <laughs> and they get up and run away. I'm like, like right. he's like crying over this guy trying to get him back to life. And as soon as he's back, him and JB Smooth get in the car. They're gone. Once, like I say, that's another ridiculous part of the movie where you like that. They're just at this point, they just I don't even know if they have a script. I think they just improvising at this yeah. point. And also, to if I could also go back, uh, he gets harassed after this. Uh, he has a concert with Missy Elliott at one point. 
Mm-hmm. And then after the concert, some one of these fe- one of these crazy females that was trying to harass him in the crowd gets in the elevator with him and just like screaming in his ear the whole way down until yeah. he gets to his apartment. Yeah, and she's like, "You gotta give me something, Pootie." And he he puts a bowl of milk outside the door for her to end. And JB Smooth is like, now nah, I bet y'all wonder why Pootie would give up such a, you know, why why would he do that? And then, you see how crazy she is? She's eating milk out of a bowl. <laughs> she's crazy. She's that's crazy. The she's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, that's um, yeah. Like I said, I, I feel like Pootie Tang. I, I I forget the movie. I forget the movie or the show. Yeah. But there was a movie or a show where like one of the actors said like every day he came into every day he came into set, um, walked onto set there was no script like the script was written that day i believe it so it, i would i think i when i when i look at pootie tang i look at pootie tang as one of those movies where they like they had an idea and like every day they walked in they be like, all right so what are we gonna do all right this is what we're gonna do like there's no script there was no script for pootie tang it was just like this, this is what we're gonna do it this re- is it it reminds me of a very long Chappelle show sketch exact that is That's exactly you know what? what it is that is that is the perfect illustration of cootie tang all it's all you know tyrone biggums would fit in perfect in this movie as like a background character that just showed up right right <laughs> and it wouldn't like i said it, it it gives you the ridiculous factor of like hey this is comedy and yeah. it doesn't yeah. need to make sense we're gonna throw this one person in here and y'all just run with it yeah. y'all live with it and any very sensitive Gen Z people that might be listening, you will definitely be offended by this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gen, Gen this like I said. This wasn't written for you. <laughs> if this movie came out, if Pootie Tang came out today, not only would right. it be, excuse me, not only would it be criticized as a terrible movie. Oh my gosh. It will be, um, it will be part of the council culture. Right. Exactly. They would be like, who, 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 who thought of that? Chris Rock would have been canceled immediately. Yeah, because this movie was made when i was 13 and i'm 32 now so <laughs> it just shows you like how drastically the world has changed yeah over the 20 years like you know the stuff that we we still like our generation we still find stuff like this funny oh, but yeah, dude. it's like you know now the newer generation and newer kids and newer people are like you know they'll look at this and be like this isn't even funny and um it's kind of offensive they could they they would definitely not handle blazing saddles like yeah yeah there's it's, no way it's, it's it's a different it's a different world unfortunately different time. Different you know time. different time but you know all yeah. we can do is you know like you say like your show we just take a second look on what we already have that's right uh so the lecter corp that's the name of the evil corporation i forgot to mention it lecter corp gets uh the the belt and uh they drug i guess they drug pootie tang or something like that she in like inhale something like lights up inhales it and blows it into his ear or, i have no idea what really happened at that part you know that scene but uh <laughs> as as a ra i had in college one time they ended up doing the grown-up mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh so they they get the belt and they get his likeness to put on all their products and endorse all their stuff and so pretty tang has ends up walking down the street and, it, and he eventually finds biggie shorty and his pants just immediately fall down and his shirt is off. And as you realize, cause Pootie has no belt. So if he didn't right. have no belt, then his pants yeah. have to fall down. That's right. <laughs> what was holding his belt? It wasn't, wasn't the fact that his pants were fit. It's just the fact that he had the belt sure. on. 
And let's like Biggie Shorty has like one of my favorite lines. She's like, "It's gonna be okay, Pootie. We're gonna get you back to the house. You know, I'm gonna have sex with you too, right? Okay." <laughs> I mean, but that's what she told Pootie. She said, "One day, a woman one gonna day come I'm gonna put get that, you. One I'm day, gonna a woman gonna put that thing on you, and she's gonna leave you kicked to the side. You are gonna be in the dumpster, and I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna find you." And she said, "That's what she gonna get him." And so she definitely got a she got her, her fair share of piece of Pootie. That's right. And so, it's the morning after, and she suggests that Pootie get out of town so they can't use him in any of their commercials. And uh, so, he eventually goes, at, she has a, a house in the country, I think. She has an old farmhouse. Farm, farmhouse in Greenville. Yeah. I don't know which Greenville it is, you know, yeah. but it's right. Greenville. Where is this even set? So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> and so, he, he ends up going out there and... Uh, Again, the the scene where JB Spoon shows up at the train station, and he eventually it's another one of my favorite bits is JB Smooth. It's like this montage of them like on the back on the bus, and then on the back of the truck, and JB Smooth is like, "I'm ready to just sweat and get get some dirt under my nails and and be on the farm, me on the farm." And <laughs> he just decided he's decided about the farm, and yeah, and then there's this long bit of them like. I guess they're trying to dig up some ground or grass or something, and JB Smooth is like hammering with a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> JB realized the farm life was not what he imagined it to be. And then after that, it's just immediate cut to him in a cab, and he's just talking the whole way <laughs> off screen. Who <laughs> like, knows? do this no more. I'm, you know, a city life is for me. I need my conveniences. <laughs> Best part is that JB Smooth went out there with him to the ranch. He right. went out there with him to the farm. He left the farm. When he came back driving to the farm, he was like, this entire time I've been looking around for Pootie because the city done went to hell. Right. I forgot he was on the farm. Because <laughs> he's about to marry this the, the sheriff's daughter. Right. <laughs> it's like, bro, this whole time I've been looking for Pootie. We've been trying Pootie. to figure out with Pootie. Oh, yeah, he on the farm. He was on the farm. Like, bro, you knew he was there. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking for him? <laughs> And then dirt, uh, yeah, dirt. And then Dirty D shows up again while Pootie's trying to make his way out of town. I think, yeah. or before, or after. Well, no, yeah, him. Dirty D shows up because Lecter, Lecter, pretty Dick much Le- the Dick Lecter, by the way. Dick Lecter is <laughs> is the the villain, and he decides to open a Pootie Tang restaurant, yeah, or a, a chain of Pootie Tang restaurants, and he makes a bunch of fake Pooties that look nothing like Pootie Tang. But and um, David Cross, aka Tobias Funke, is in blackface, which is yeah. Which, <laughs> as I say, in two thousand one, yeah, okay. I, but, it is, let it roll. Let in it roll. Tw- in twenty twenty one, I was like, know, oh, oh. As long as somebody else approves blackface, blackface, then it's good. But you know. um, but yeah. So Dirty D came to kill Pooty because yeah. Uh, Dick Lecter said the worst thing that could happen. To his plan of opening all these pooty chains with all the fake pooties is if the real pooty shows up. So then he tells Dirty D, hey man, just show up. I know where he at. Just go and kill him. And Dirty D pulls in town. And they, they have a standoff in the street. and <laughs> his, his entire crew is dirty as well. <laughs> his entire crew is dirty. His car is dirty. Everybody dirty except Froggy. Froggy, Froggy is number right. one right hand man. And Froggy is the cleanest out of the crew, but everybody else dirty. They got dirty money, they got dirty right. cars, they got dirty clothes. 
It's Dirty D in his game. And Dirty D gets out the out the out the car and just like, oh, country dirt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best dirt I ever had. Best dirt. <laughs> And Dirty D is true to his character. I yeah. love Dirty D. Dirty D is my favorite character in this movie. Yeah. Oh. And then there's this hilarious thing where it's like a standoff and it, it cuts to them getting closer and closer and they eventually like link up together and yeah. then they go through each other. <laughs> like I said, another ridiculous part in the movie that, you know, you just you just yeah. laugh at. You, you just got to accept it. You know, you just like at this point, you've made it through the movie. You've accepted all this other crazy stuff. You've got to accept that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Cootie Tang deflecting bullets with his hair, you know, yeah. stuff. Just wild stuff happens in this movie, man. Like I said, man, this movie is great because it it gives you what you need, and that's a it's, laugh. It's it's like something to shut your brain off and and just laugh. Yeah, because it this it as dumb like again as dumb as it was, it, I had the most fun with this movie. Yeah, as I'm as I'm watching it, you know, the whole time I'm like, all right, so there's a plot to it, or there's like yeah. a storyline. You know, there's, there's something. something. There's a storyline that that they're trying to teach you, or there's something that there there's something profound and then by the end i'm like nah as nah. As, <laughs> as minimal as it is it's the hero's journey <laughs> right no it's not this is literally this is literally an hour hour 27 27 minutes of your life right. I, I would say this about pootie tank it's an hour 27 minutes of your life that you'll never get back it is but i feel like everybody once in their life at least should watch Pootie Tang once. Like you may not, they may not watch it ever again, but you should at least watch it once. It it, it will make you laugh at different points as to how absurd. <laughs> right, it is. right. So and eventually, Pootie Tang makes it back to town, and he fights almost an infinite number of Pootie Tangs. Pootie Tangs, like David Cross, just runs off the stage. It's like Neo in. The Matrix <laughs> 2, where he's fighting yeah. all those Agent Smiths. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Like, they just came out of nowhere. They all run out of the shop, and they're ready for the pooty beatdown, because they were expecting this moment to happen, yeah. right? Yeah, because and to go back to the Dirty D fight, he had on the belt. So he, Dirty D thought he had the superpower, but, you know, it's that thing of we realized that Oh, he, did, he didn't need the belt at all. Thor didn't need his hammer at all. <laughs> and then the belt wields itself back to Pootie. does. And he ends up using the buckle to punch him in the face. Yes. And to, and to go back again, one of the, speaking of absurdism, the sheriff's daughter brings him a pie at one point <laughs> yeah. at the house. And he just dips his finger into this and starts just rubbing it all over himself. And he tells the girl he's going to sign his pity on her running. Sign his pity on her running. <laughs> and that makes the girl lose it. I'm going to sign my pity. I'm going to sign my pity on your running. Con. She lost yeah. it and they had sets. Yeah. And then that's, that's the, the woman that he was fixing to marry when, when JB smooth shows up. I don't even remember his character's name. I just know him as JB smooth. Uh, Trucky. 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 That's what it was. Trucky is his name. Trucky goes flying up and he, and the sheriff ends up threatening him to marry the daughter. Yeah, and so at the end of the movie, it's it's him and her, like watching Pootie on TV, <laughs> beating up all these other Pootie tanks. And so, eventually, the movie comes to its dramatic end, 
and it cuts back to Pootie Tang and Bob Costas. <laughs> How much did they pay him to be in this? <laughs> I don't know. Bob Costas had a, a couple of, a, a good bit of appearances in here. Yeah. You know, like I said, this is one of those movies where, like, you watch, you look at some of the cast, you're like, how did they even get you to be right. in this? Yeah. It's like, apparently Bob Costas has a really good sense of humor. Yeah. Like, he was, looked like he was having fun with it, because, yeah. you know, he's interviewing Pootie Tang, and I uh, forget what Pootie says, but. And, and what the, so the, the best part about that is the entire movie, like, everybody understands what Pootie's saying. And then yeah. at the end of the movie, Pootie says something, and then Bob Costas is like, what did you just say? <laughs> And then he like Come he, again? he changes one little thing. It's like, oh, okay, good. I got you, Pootie. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Pootie, but Bob Custis also acknowledges Pootie. That is probably one of the longest clips I've ever seen. Yeah, because <laughs> like I, I said, you get to the you get to the end of the movie and you realize, oh yeah, this was supposed to be just a movie clip. Oh, you know? I actually, I actually have what he he said written here. Sign your pity on the runny kind. Sign your pity on the Runicon. <laughs> it's a good old Pootie Tang, man. It's, I mean, I, I actually, I had never, I don't think I had ever seen it before, but people in my high school would just quote it all the time. Yeah. And so that I basically saw the movie when I was in high school without seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Me, like I said, me and my uh, my best friends, man, we, we watched it all the time and we yeah. would randomly quote Pootie Tang like all the time, man, like. Pootie Tang quotes are normal in the conversation for us. Yeah. Like I say, it's one of those things that if you if you've seen Pootie Tang, you'll understand it. If you if you haven't, then you then you won't. But at the same time, I don't you're not missing out on anything. Yeah, it's just a lot of great, like, you know, things to throw in a conversation. Why the tie? That's his go to. Yeah. Why the tie? Why the tie? <laughs> uh Sadate. Sadate. You know, those 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 are the those are the uh, the OKs and all that, but you know he did speak a little bit of English. Pootie Tang say yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pootie Tang, you gonna leave? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, Pootie, he wasn't. It wasn't all gibberish, but it, you no. know, he kind of he kind of put it all. He put it all on there. He put it all all together. But yeah, Pootie Tang. Like I said, Pootie Tang is a movie. I feel like everybody should at least yeah. watch once in their lifetime. <laughs> yeah, and also. He gets obsessed with this uh, this corn that he's growing, this corn stalk that he's growing. Right. And eventually he has a vision when he's like real beaten down and, you know, everything's against him. And his dad shows up as the corn stalk. And his mom shows up as the cow. Yeah. He's like, boy, I bought that belt for 95 cents at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing special about that Ain't belt. Ain't special about that belt. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I said, man. Oh. The movie has a lot of great parts in it where, like, you're yeah. just like, yeah, it's, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, even watching it today, like I said, I probably haven't seen this movie about, like, 20, 25 times. Like, watching it today, there's still parts where, like, I just I just start laughing at, you know, like, when um, J.B. Smoove and uh, the, the woman were in the back room. And I, I have no idea what she was doing, but the way she just, they just keep shaking and gyrating on each other. I'm like... <laughs> Like they do it for so long, I'm like, <laughs> you just look at it and laugh. Like, all right. <laughs> it's like you remember when you used to do those. Like, Pootie Tag is 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 equivalent to like those um those challenges that you used to do, where like you'll watch a video of somebody doing something ridiculous, and everybody, I bet you can't watch this for a minute without laughing. Yeah, yeah. That's literally Pootie Tag is like they basically force you to laugh because they be like, 
they're gonna put so much ridiculous on you that they're yeah. like, you can't you can't watch this for an hour and a half without laughing at something ridiculous that we're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we're just gonna force ridiculous stuff on you and force you to watch it in and yeah, you you just gonna laugh at something. Yeah. Yeah, man. But no, Pootie 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 is like I said, if somebody tells me that Pootie Tang is a terrible movie, I will understand exactly why. Because like, yeah, it's it's the definition of absurdist comedy. Like Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh you know, I think I think nowadays we get when you think of comedy, you think of like a lot of uh um you got like action comedy, romance comedies, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of comedy nowadays is like tied in with like something else. Yeah. You know, there's something like you you have the rock and Kevin Hart in the movie, or you know, you'll have um um you know, some type of love comedy out there where you got other people all together and you got comic relief and all these things happening. But yeah, I feel like back then, early, I mean, late nineties, early two thousands, mm-hmm. that's when like you were really just, you were just thrown with ridiculous comedy. It didn't, it didn't make sense. Or like you said, that was, that was Chappelle show time. Like yeah. Chappelle, Chappelle show didn't make sense. It was just like something that they forced you to watch. Chappelle show would sit around and Chappelle would sit around and think of like ridiculous things that would people would find funny or things that he found funny. And yeah. he, he would force us to watch it. He's one of the few guys, for some reason, that gets to say the N-word on national TV. Yeah. <laughs> like on Saturday Night Live, he'll just throw it out there. And I'm like, okay. You know, Chappelle, I mean, but Chappelle, I think I think the Chappelle show kind of, um, he changed kind of like the way television was broadcasted. Because yeah. there, there got a point where it was, um, you couldn't say any of that stuff on TV. Yeah. But then it came to a point where like, okay, you can say this on TV during these hours so it was like from like either 10 p.m to 3 a.m or 11 p.m to 3 a.m you can say whatever you want to say yeah you know so now you got shows that come on like if if you watch sons of anarchy when it was on during this heyday they were out there dropping f-bombs and stuff on the show and it's like all right well television is different breaking bad got one f-bomb a season i remember that That yeah you know so you know like the Chappelle show definitely changed the way television was you know profane language was it's like all right you're not gonna do it during the primetime hours but when all the kids are sleeping we know that the adults are supposed to be up watching this stuff like y'all say whatever y'all want to say you know and i can't think of a a comedy in recent years that has actually i've actually been like oh that was hilarious right right you know i think i think like i said i think a lot of times now you look at a lot of comedies tied in with something you know comic relief you get some type of comic relief like think about like all the marvel films that you watch Mm -hmm. like you like okay that was a funny movie that i watched like it was action but it was funny you know so but like you said there's not an actual comedy movie that comes out where you like that was actually funny um like you know like the the stuff from the early 2000s especially with will ferrell you know like oh yeah anchorman is a perfect example of exactly what pootie tang is Exactly. That is another movie of just complete nonsense, but it's hilarious from start to finish. You know, and Talladega Nights. Yeah, when I think of like comedy, like the last little bit of comedy stuff that I used to watch, I think Will mm-hmm. Ferrell was like the last of that that generation of like that dying breed of yeah. com- like ridiculous comedy. Because after Pootie Tang, I think all of like the the ridiculous comedy movies that I can name were uh, like Will Ferrell movies. Super mm-hmm. bad. Super bad is one. That was big well. when I was in high school. Yeah. yeah, you know, super bad is super bad is definitely a. 
I don't even know if Superbad is labeled as a is if it's supposed to be a comedy. I think it it, it was. That's what it was made. This was supposed to be okay, cool. Because yeah. I was about to say, yeah, Superbad definitely was the one that made me yeah, laugh. It was, like it was it, made by Judd Apatow and all those guys. Yeah, well, like you say, man, it's really hard to kind of think of like in recent in recent years. That, everything's Kevin Hart now, basically. Right, and that's another thing about comedy. Like I think a lot now with Hollywood, they just force everything down your throat. You know, like. Yeah. Either if it's comedy, it's Kevin Hart. If it's action, it's The Rock. You know, it's kind of like you you get these actors that just get stuffed down your throat. And I think like you know another thing is like the the um, the remake, the remaking uh, genre or 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 era that I should say. Like you know you it, whatever comedies we did laugh at, like they just remake it and like either made it all male cast, female cast, or whatever. You know, so it's definitely the originality has gone out the window when it comes to comedy. You know. Paul Rudd is like a leftover from that that whole early comedy stuff because he was yeah. in, he was in all those movies. And yeah, Ant Man is probably one of the underrated Marvel movies in my opinion because yeah, he just he brings a, like just because it it's it's Ant Man like yeah. <laughs> anytime somebody says it in that movie they're laughing. Exactly, <laughs> so. I think they, they you have to, and but you got a lot of those people in that movie like are are. are they're, Those are going to be your comedy people. Yeah, you know? like that whole bit with Michael Pena and him explaining how he got from here to there. Yeah, yeah, but um, Ryan Anderson—that's another one that you know they're gonna yeah. they're gonna throw him in a, a a comedic role. Yeah, you know, but it's gonna be tied into something else. You know, it's not gonna be a true comedy. It's gonna be your Ryan Reynolds is in that too. Yeah, that's your job. Your job is be Ryan you're, Reynolds. You're, you're, that's your job. Be comedy. Be comedy, but we're gonna throw you in this action film. Yeah. Be comedy. We're gonna throw you in this love film, but be comedy. You, you're there for the comedy to be yourself. Yeah. Because you know? I think even Ryan Reynolds and The Rock are doing like some spy movie for Netflix that's supposed to be a comedy. Yeah, yeah, I saw that coming out too, man. But I don't know, man. You know, I think it's I think it's kind of hard to find like pure comedy nowadays. I think I think you find it so much more. And I mean, the creation of YouTube, mm. TikTok, all that other stuff, and man, it kind of makes it hard to kind of make a comedy movie because at the end of the day, like you get comedy like at the tip of your fingers now. You yeah. know, stand up comedy is yes. not so hard to come by. Um, so, like I said, movies like Pootie Tanger are very, very far and few in between. And if they are, you know, like like we've said, the, the way the society is now man it's kind of hard to make something something as ridiculous as that because you're gonna you're gonna end up offending somebody yeah and especially you know? as absurd as it is how high with dave Chappelle? i remember that like oh uh, yeah yeah oh no you're talking about uh how how was method man and red man you're right. talking about half baked half baked that's what it was half baked is definitely a classic yes um, now half baked is definitely a movie where people will will sit and laugh at and they will understand yeah. It's not on the level Pootie Tang, no. where people will be like, "This is a bad movie." But yeah. Half Bake is definitely a, a a movie where it's in the realm of a Harold and Kumar as well. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Harold and Kumar definitely went to. Oh, uh, Harold and Kumar definitely would like offend a lot of people nowadays. Oh too. my gosh, yes. Just the fact that his name's Kumar or something. Wet hot, Amer- wet hot American summer. Yeah, that was before Amy Poehler was Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd was Paul Rudd. Um, just. I, we could go on forever. Yeah, you go. You go on a. You could go on a <laughs> list of movies that were made, comedy movies that were made back then, and if they remade them today, they would definitely. Um, they would not. They would not work out as well. So, but that is the end of Pootie Tang, and uh, so 
watching it again, what score would you give it? One, you know, from one to ten. <laughs> from one to ten, man. I listen. I'm a realist. Yeah. I'm a realist. Yeah. Pootie Tang is probably one of my favorite movies to watch. But I'm a realist. Yeah. If Pootie Tang on a scale of one to ten, if Pootie Tang ranks higher than a five, then you're you anybody's kidding themselves. You know, Pootie <laughs> yeah. Tang. Pootie Tang should be a five and below, but it is a very very well polished five. Yeah. As as a movie, I would give it as a movie. I'd call it like a three and a half maybe four out of ten <laughs> right but just how much it made me laugh and just literally laugh out loud because even when you're watching a comedy by yourself you might do a uh. yeah but this one was making me like laugh like burst out and laughter yeah, yeah exactly uh, that bumps it up to a five for me so yeah like i said if you uh, rank it but if you rank it above a five then either you're chris rock or right well, like, i don't even think he likes it exactly exactly <laughs> I think this is one of those things that, like you, you know, this this is rich people stuff. Yeah, something that you do just because you can do it. Hey, let's just yeah. make a movie. Oh yeah, y'all want to work for a couple weeks? Cool. <laughs> we got this budget. We got this approved budget. We can spend this money yeah. on whatever. Let's just make this movie right quick, y'all. Right. That brings us to the end of the episode, Larry. Yeah, thank man. You for, thank you for coming on, man. Oh man, I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Uh, you had me on. I'm glad I was able to, you know, express my love of Pootie Tang. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you know my words will touch another soul to uh, express their love for Pootie Tang to finally see Pootie Tang the way that yeah. I see it. I was I was telling some of my friends at church the other day, oh, we're doing Pootie Tang. Oh. They <laughs> <laughs> <I> said, what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You know, definitely yeah. it definitely sounds like a, a old school nineteen seventies yeah. Jackie it's, Brown type. It sounds movie. like that black exploitation kind of movie from the seventies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Pootie Tang, something, that, something, oh, something about a pimp. Undercover Brother. That's a, a that's an episode I might have to do because I love that movie. Undercover Brother. Listen, yeah. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Uh, there, there, like you got your Eddie Murphys, your Richard Pryors, uh, your your Martins, Bernie Macs. Um, in your Dave Chappelle's, but when it comes to like actually like pure like realistic comedy, uh, or real life comedy, mm-hmm. Eddie Griffin and yes. um and Chris Rock are like two. Un- I'm not gonna say underrated, but they're two com comedians that nobody really talks about as much. Because yeah. like if you sit and watch their like stand up, you like you laugh at it, but it's one of those laughs where like it's funny, yeah. but it's also sad because it's true. Like if you sit if you sit there and watch Eddie Griffin like stand up comedy like you're laughing and then by the end of it like you've learned something, mm-hmm. but then now you're like kind of sad because you're like I just laughed at like real life true reality and it's <laughs> this is this shouldn't be funny at all. <laughs> so yeah, man. But those are those are two definitely underrated uh, comedians that that definitely um, give you a lot. If Undercover Brother and then. Um, What's the movie with him and uh, Eddie Griffin and the um, Double Take? I haven't the, seen that one. That's him and the uh, what was uh, what was he? He was the Sprite guy, Seven Up guy, the Seven Up guy for the longest. I forget his Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. I want to say Orlando Bloom, but I know that's Legolas from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but see no, him and Eddie Griffin doing anything. To you. Yeah, but him, it was uh, Orlando. And um, if you saw it, like I said, the seven up man from back in the day uh, yeah. that used to be on all the commercials. But that's another double take. It's pretty much another funny Eddie Murphy. I mean, Eddie Griffin movie where you yeah. watch it. You'd be like, this is actually funny. Ridiculous, but it's funny. 
Larry, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on. Anything you want to plug right now? Oh, well, you know, as always, you know, we also do our own podcast, The Unemployed Line, um, on the Good Old Boys Radio Network. So, you know, that's always up and running. And uh, you that, can that thing was going when when I was when we were leaving that, college. That show has had so many different names because you know it used to be the Larry P Show, and then it was the Larry P Show hosted by Doc Featuring in Murder, and then yeah. we switched it to the Unemployment Line because. Some of the the members from the show, you know, everybody started going off and doing their yeah. own thing as we grow older. So I was like, we can't always keep changing the name of the show. So let's give it a generic name. We're like, no matter who leaves, we'll keep it. So the unemployment line is the new name of the show. Um, and then you can also follow, you can follow us or you can follow me at least. Yeah. Um, at uh, I still have the, the original Larry P show um, handle on Instagram, which is the larry p underscore show yeah um so t-h-e-l-a-r-o-y-p underscore show so yeah you can follow me and um i have links to all of the the podcasts we're on itunes spotify uh you you name it i'm pretty sure we're there somehow it, it's worth a follow i enjoyed your your takes on manifest because i was watching it at the same time you were watching it oh manifest i got sucked in Manifest um, is one of those shows. This man. is my show. <laughs> Manifest. Let me tell you something. Manifest. If we talk about Tang being ridiculous comedy, Manifest is ridiculous sci-fi. Yeah. But it, it's it's so ridiculous that it keeps you like it's ridiculous, yeah. but it's ridiculous to the point where like I am. They still got me for another episode because I kind of want to see like what happens next. And at this point, I just really want to know what the hell happened. <laughs> I'm waiting for the third season to come out on Netflix because I'm like, yeah. I'll just put the first, put the third one out and yeah. just Netflix pick up the fourth one. <laughs> yeah. I ended up, so I, what I ended up doing was I watched the first two seasons on Netflix and then uh, my fiance, she has Hulu. So I immediately went from Netflix oh. for, and then went to Hulu and watched the third season. Because at that point I was like, y'all already got me like tuned in now, man. So now I'm like, all right, what's gonna happen in season four? Like, are y'all gonna pick up? Because at this point, everybody's getting on this manifest train. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this show, this show is ridiculous. And I think every person I've talked to about it, they've said the same thing. And like, the show is ridiculous. But at this point, we kind of just want to see how it ends. Yeah. I just want to see what happens next. <laughs> and speaking of social media, you can follow the podcast at Second Tech Movies on Instagram and Twitter. Send a suggestion for movies at Second Tech Movies Pod at gmail.com. And for Larry P, I will say goodbye, and I will see you next week. Larry, I'd like to have you on the show again to talk about something. Oh, man, you know, yeah, you just let me know, brother. You just yeah. let me know. Just like you just, you see how fast, how easy it was to set this up when you told yeah. me, you know, to come on the show. You know, you you give me whatever movie. I'm a movie buff. I love movies. Yeah, yeah. I love movies. I love shows. You know, you give if you give me a movie to watch and we can talk about it, man, hey, yeah. I'll do that too, you know. Well, so you just let me know, bro. We'll, we'll see if there's an episode next week, so I will say goodbye. I will see you next time on Second Take Movies.